began on the 6th of March 2019. Now, a year and a half later, we get to raise our bet for the 50th time because Hockey the Podcast has reached its half century. We've seen it plenty of times on the cricket field. And yeah, you may think it's a relatively small achievement for us to be celebrating, but no. It's much bigger than that, for us at least. I'm talking about myself, Derek Alberts, and my partner in crime, my co-host, Tyron Barnard, who's been with me every step of the way. Well, he is the driving force behind the entire series. It started with a little idea back in the day from him, of course, and since then, it's grown and grown and grown. We are exceptionally proud to have seen our baby become a much bigger child, I suppose. But Tyron... Congratulations, it feels good. Yeah, Derek, congratulations to you as well. It is uh, unbelievable to be sitting here and saying, this is the 50th episode of Hockey the Podcast. That uh, 50 episodes, 62 guests. I mean, 62 different guests. Obviously, we've had two that have been on twice. Uh, one in a bit of a sneaky way with Cara Bortis and, of course, Gareth Ewing. Uh, being on twice, but 62 different guests along 50 episodes. We, you know, Derek, I, I won't forget uh, listening to Radio Media's Inside the Game, chatting to you about it and just saying, there's nothing like this for hockey. And then to think that 52, uh, 50 episodes, 62 guests later, <clears throat> we're still going. And the line of people that we want to chat with, the line of people that... Uh, are keen to chat to us is a very very long line and yeah i mean i I might sound a little bit speechless it's because i I am um i'm shocked that uh not shocked i'm i'm surprised we've got you so quickly actually and uh it's been a lot of fun and fun doing it yeah it's been exceptional fun i mean for you you live breathe eat sleep hockey it wasn't so much the case with me you approached me said you know can I come on board? And I said, yeah, what the hell? Let me, me learn a, a new sport. And it has been an education bar none. I've loved every single second. And here's to the next 50. But uh, yeah, we, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. This episode really is just going to be a conversation between you and I and a trip down memory land. Speaking of which, let's head back all the way to the beginning, the 6th of March, 2019. And, I mean, I'm fairly experienced when it comes to, to broadcasting. Um, you as well, but, I mean, this was new terrain for you in terms of podcasting. And let's just head back to that very, very first episode and uh, take a quick listen. It is arguably one of the most popular sports in the world, also in South Africa, but there is not a single dedicated podcast to hockey. That's all changed right now. Welcome. To Hockey 24-7, brought to you by Raider Media, the first of its kind in the country, where we'll be talking everything to do with the sport in relation to South Africa and possibly beyond. Hosting the show with me, as always, and he'll be the main man in charge, because when it comes to the sport, there is nothing that Tyrone Jabu Barnard does not know, and he's sitting here right with me. Tyrone, welcome to the show. It's uh, going to be an exciting journey. Yeah, Derek, uh, thanks to you and Raider Media for setting this up. Uh, we're really excited. I think there are some great personalities, some great stories in South African hockey that haven't been told, and we want to tell them. And, and we've got such an exciting lineup for the 
the next couple of weeks already lined up. Uh, I can't wait to to just chat hockey with some special hockey people. Yeah, that that indeed has been the case. Ty. It's been amazing to to look back. And, and it, we pretty much have lived up to the ethos. I mean, that's exactly what we set out to do. And we've done it over the course of, of a year and a half. One thing I must say, my intros haven't changed. I continue to talk about you being uh, the, the driving force, uh, the man with the plan, the man of action. And the reason why the intros haven't changed, because it's absolutely true. Uh, you tell me exactly where to be, what to say, because given the fact that you set up all the interviews, you know exactly. I'm just... Uh, the guy pushing buttons on the side and saying the odd word here and there. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it's amazing to listen back to that now and to think that's exactly what we aim for and it, by all intents and purposes have managed to achieve. I think I was driving home from work one day. It was back in the days when you were allowed to go to work and um, I, I picked up the phone and I phoned you. And of course we were friends uh, outside of a podcasting situation and I, and I remember saying, you know, look, Derek, you know I write about the sport. You've helped me write a few articles over the years. You've helped me get it to people, get it on radio. But there's nothing. Let, let's let's do this. And I, I remember thinking, what are we going to do? And we said, look, we don't want to be a weekly stats. We don't want to be a weekly match report. But we want to we want to tell stories. And and it fills me with pride because fifty episodes later. We, that's exactly what we've done. Exactly what you're saying now is uh, we've told stories and, and we've told some incredible stories and and all of them start as hockey stories, but all of almost all of them come with something else, come with a life story, come with a another sports story, come with an entertainment story, come with, I, I mean, these people are incredible people. Uh, we've obviously also seen the change. We started out as hockey 24-7, and then alongside lining with uh, the the hockey, the magazine that we've launched or that I've launched now, uh, we came up with hockey, the podcast, and much more slick look, much more uh, uh, slick feel. But but ultimately, the uh, the same product. And our product is pretty simple. I, I I mean, the intro, yes, you you give me a big ups and you play yourself down. I mean, there was no one else that was going to partner with this because nobody knows media like like you do. Um, especially audio media. And the great thing is, Derek, you know, you and I have both won awards for media before. This podcast isn't about us at all. And, and in fact, that's what I'm the most proud of, is that 50 episodes later, it hasn't been about us. It has been about the guest every single time. And we've let them tell their story and inspire so many others. Yeah, I've been absolutely amazed by the quality of the guests that, that we've had on the show. And I, I don't mean that in terms of the status of them because they're all legendary in their own right. And, and of course, we'll have many more who will fit the same bill completely. I, I'm talking about just the quality of the personalities. They are such incredible people. And, I mean, we keep on banging the same drum about how hockey has is not as appreciated in, in South Africa as as the big three sports and, and plenty of other sports too, whereas in, in Europe uh, they certainly are, are appreciated a, a lot more. And, and with that appreciation comes a, a lot more money and finances, etc. But, I mean, it's opened a whole new world for me and for many, many listeners. I mean, we, we've picked up many listeners along the way who, like me, didn't know too much about the sport, if anything, before, and now suddenly are, are devoted followers to A, Hockey the Podcast, and more importantly, B, hockey, the sport. 
and, and it's been incredible to see. And, and, and what's nice is the appreciation that we've had shown from the players and the administrators and the guests themselves and that they've realized, well, now this is a, an open platform for hockey. Anyone that's involved, you can come here, speak your mind, and you're going to be speaking to a dedicated community of hockey followers. And, uh, and everything that they say, we absolutely lap up. Yeah, and, and I mean, Dig, probably the coolest thing about this is is a lot of these guys, especially the, the earlier ones, I knew a lot of their stories, and I got to learn a lot more. Um, I mean, I, the chats along the way, chatting to legends, I mean, we're going to play some clips through the show. Uh, we're obviously not going to play from all 49 episodes, but, uh, you know, we chatted to young upcomers. I mean, we went down to Durban, and I mean, we'll talk through that now, I think. Uh, but we went down to Durban and, and we went down to go do a live podcast of the Botswana, South Africa and uh, Zimbabwe series. And of course, featured there was Emerging South Africa. And um, yeah, we we went down there to do a live podcast. We ended up doing live streaming. We did live podcasts. We we chatted to uh, six emerging players. Kayla Duvall was one of them. And she has since become a national player. Uh, you know, it, it just... The, the journey itself has been pretty radical for you and me. And, and I say that because radical is a word that should not be as expired as it is because that's exactly what this journey has been. Pretty, pretty darn radical. Yeah, it, it really has been. And, you know, I, I, I've spoken about it plenty on the show about that trip to Durban and there will be plenty more. I know that. But, I mean, that, that was just a, a, a thumbsuck of an idea from yourself. Let's go down. Let's do the podcast. And, and as you said, it exploded into live streaming the matches, etc. And and that was my first taste of the hockey community. And and we landed in Derbs and uh, quickly grabbed the hire car myself, you, and uh, other business partner Raymond Hapst. And and we shot down to to the school, and we arrived there. I think it was about what forty five minutes to go before for the first match. And and we didn't quite know what we were doing. Um, luckily, we had Ray on board, who, who's the technical technically savvy. Uh, part of, of the trio uh, and he quickly set things up and, and you and I kind of uh, helped him along and then the next thing we're, we're broadcasting and, and we're streaming this, this match live and yeah the response from, from everyone was great uh, particularly from, from people in Zimbabwe who, who really don't have access to, to a lot of coverage but it was how we're welcomed by the SA Indoor Hockey Team the Spa Women's side and, and Coach Lenny Buerta I mean we didn't feel as if we were on the outside looking in. We certainly were on the inside. We're, we're part of the team and we're treated as such. And, and I don't mean this to be a, a thing to all teams. They listen, when we rock up there, please t- treat us like gods. That, that's not the case at all. But, you know, the level of appreciation was mutual. Um, they loved the fact that we were there and we loved being there. And, yeah, that was my first taste. And, and I know for a fact it won't be my last. Yeah, Derek, I mean, it's, it's, it's been an absolutely <laughs> unbelievable run for me you know I I, uh, I started writing about hockey oh, I, I started a, a blog called All Things Jabu back in 2010 uh, Jabu being my nickname and All Things Jabu because Jabu means happiness and sport for me means happiness so the name kind of meshed like that and so it was All Things Jabu but it could have been read as All Things Sport um, and you know I was actually last night reading my first few articles and 
how often I allowed grammar mistakes to to slip through. Um, <laughs> but I was reading them, and you know, right back in 2010, um, I wrote my first few hockey articles, and it was very much as a independent, just trying to tell some stories. And and in 2011 is when hockey really took off for me. Um, I started writing. We had a Champions Challenge in Johannesburg. And I had exclusive interviews with Rusty Peterson, uh, Austin Smith, um, Justin Reed Ross, Lloyd Madsen. You know, these guys are all guys who went to London 2012. Um, I, I followed it there. SA Hockey obviously had a full-time uh, media person who was providing some great content for me. But the thing that struck me about hockey all the way back in 2011 already was the accessibility of the players. And that is something I'm so proud of the sport for not changing. I'm proud that the players are still so accessible, not just to you and me as media, but to anybody, a fan, a kid, a player. You know, you see hockey hockey players and, and they've got their challenges, the financial struggles that, that they go through. But when you watch uh, the way they interact with the general public, you know, when when you meet hockey players, you realize they're one of us. They're not this elite level that you can't get near. And I mean, and obviously, you over the years have uh, covered a lot of rugby and cricket, and those guys carry a lot more profile uh, than a hockey player. But a hockey player is just as good an ambassador for the country as those those individuals. Uh, I completely agree, and I mean that's not to say that the the cricketers and rugby players that I, I spend a lot of time with aren't nice guys and they certainly certainly are i mean i can't some of my best friends as uh, cricketers and rugby players but yeah it really has opened my eyes in, into the hockey community and i say the community word a lot but with good reason because that's exactly what it is and i have been exceptionally impressed and and blown away again I, i'm going to say it by what a good bunch of people the hockey people are well, and, and, and Derek, it shows because I, I popped a message to a few hockey players, a few high-profile players that are friends of ours now, and I just said, listen, we're doing the 50th recording. Can you send us a voice note? And we got a whole bunch in, and, and maybe now's a good time to listen to one of them. How's it, Derek and Jabu? Congratulations, guys. The 50th episode of Hockey the Podcast. <laughs> That's the, the crowd going crazy in the background. Amazing, guys. Thanks for, for all you've done. For the hockey community, it's been brilliant hearing from players, from past players, umpires, coaches, members of the public. I think that's what I've enjoyed the most, the the variety that you've had. Uh, Indoor hockey as well, it's been absolutely brilliant. And I hope we hear a lot more in the future. Thanks so much, guys, and keep up the amazing work. Thank you very much. That was Austin Smith, uh, a hockey legend through and through. And speaking of hockey legends, let's... Go back again to that first episode, Ty, and we're not going to listen to our intro again. Let's actually listen to our very first guest, and and tell us who that honour went to. Well, yeah, of course, uh, it's appropriate that we just listened to Austin. He was the 2012 London Olympics uh, captain, and this gentleman was part of his squad. Uh, It was a squad that featured uh, some of the best talent South Africa has ever produced, and this man is no difference. Um, Unfortunately, his career... With South African hockey, was maybe not as uh, uh, fruitful as it should have been because of, of uh, 
political reasons, let's say. But when this man played, he's 140 tests for South Africa. He was as good a goal scorer as anyone else. Um, and we actually interviewed him just after he had announced his retirement from playing for South African hockey. Uh, and it was Lloyd Norris Jones. And of course, Derek, you, you in episode one, already showed that hockey, the podcast, is not just about hockey. It's about so much more. I'll never forget, uh, Tyron, watching the, the 2012 Olympics uh, when uh, we competed in London and uh, watching the, the men's rowing team of Susan Glover, John Smith, Matthew Britton and James Thompson when they, they captured gold for South Africa against all odds. And during the, the, the podium finish, when they went up to collect their medals, the commentator was speaking about uh, their careers and he spoke about one James Thompson uh, being a model by profession. And I thought, oh, that's a pretty odd uh, career to have. If you know. <laughs> and it turned out that his coach had actually filled it in as a joke. Uh, because they had to do their player profiles, and he sent that in. And, and if I Google your name, anything that comes up in Germany with regards to you comes up with model next to it. Um, are you are you moonlighting as that as well over in Germany? Uh, they don't really accept thirty plus year old models. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but is is that because I promise you, if you look on any website in Germany, put in your name, put in modeling, and 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 up pops up uh, these German websites. Yeah, so what had happened is, um, I think it was in 2011, uh, I, um, yeah, gosh, I don't know why I did it, but uh, uh, there were a couple of us that um, put up our hands to go in like the Heat magazine um, and then a couple of, and then a friend of mine said, hey, um, Cosmopolitan are putting together a um a calendar and they're looking for, um, they're looking for a hockey player. Uh, would you like to get involved? So at first I thought it was a prank. Um, and eventually it, it actually seemed pretty legit because of the emails were coming from someone at cosmopolitan.co.za. So I was like, okay, maybe this is actually a little more legit. Uh, not just one of my teammates trying to, um, you know, pull the, the wool over my eyes. Um, and, yeah, I was in the calendar uh, for the year. And then um, because of that, I went over to Germany and, and in my first season, I had a, an interview with one of the guys and um, and uh, it's, everything seemed fine up until a, a certain point uh, until he had actually pretty much finished his, his interview. And then the last question uh, he asked was, oh yeah, you're a model. Um, like, what are you going to be doing any sort of work here? And I said, geez, I, I'm, I've never been a model in my life before. Um, I, I've just done this once. I did it as like almost, uh, cause a friend had asked me to do it. Um, and the next thing you know, he, he goes and puts the headline as model, uh, like UFC, uh, bringing in a hockey model or I can't even remember what he actually said. I was so I'm, serious. But I'm model for den UHC. Don't know what that's A model like. for UHC. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. What a chop. I mean, I can't believe it. <laughs> so that, that's very similar yeah, to the James Thompson story, yeah, actually. beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'll never forget that story. And, and yeah, that was the very first episode. We had a legend of hockey speaking about uh, his in, injection of modeling on, on the German uh, modeling scene. And he undersells himself. I mean, Chuck, as, as Lloyd is, is known, such a model, such a model.
But, uh, you know, Derek, we could also mix it up and, and we mixed it up with models and, and goal scorers. <laughs> and as uh, Austin said in his message, we mixed it up with players, administrators, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, also goalkeepers. Um, and we got, in one of the early interviews, we actually got Pumalela Mbanda, the South African goalkeeper. In, and, and I asked her to speak to us, I remember the time, uh, about the 35th Test Cap, and that was uh, at the World Cup, where she performed sensationally well against Argentina to, to deny them in a one all draw. And of course, all of this, well, the fact that she was busy studying for her board exam to become a chartered accountant. It would be remiss of me not to at least talk about test cap number 35. <laughs> we had, uh, unfortunately, let's not talk about test cap 34 at all. But in test cap 35, <laughs> we took on Argentina. We were a team feeling pretty deflated. Argentina, one of the favorites to win the tournament. And then yeah. the world, if they didn't know the name Pumalela Mbanda, and some of them still probably can't pronounce it, so they'll say Pums or Pumi, Pumi yeah. and Bandy. Um, <laughs> they all do now because you produced one of the finest hockey goalkeeping displays a South African goalkeeper has ever produced, and you did it on the biggest stage, denying shot after shot after shot from, from Argentina. How, how did that game make you feel? Um, firstly, thank you for those very, very kind words, Tyrone. Um, yeah, hands down, the best game of my life. Um, I think that day and getting my APC results, best days of my life, like ever, ever. Like even if I were to have a great moment in future, those two will definitely be top two. Um, yeah, I don't know. For, for, for me as a goalkeeper, I always feed off of my first action in the game. Um, so like, in warm-up, I try to focus as much as I can, of course, but warm-up doesn't always mean much. It's always what I do with my first save. And if my first save is good, then the next one I'm going to be good at, and then the next one and the next one. And I think with that game, I kept having moment after moment after moment, and that allowed for me to then keep going and keep the momentum going. Um, and I think just realizing what was happening in that game, like when, when Jade scored her goal, all of a sudden, it was like a light was, I don't know, ignited in me because in my head I was like, could you really, really actually beat Argentina after the knock that we'd taken the, the day before? I mean, the game before. Um, obviously, as a, as a team, we were all, as you mentioned, quite deflated. Um, and it was just our last moment to be like, we do we do deserve to be here. We, we have worked hard to be here. We've let ourselves down in, in games before, but this is our last chance and we've got absolutely nothing to lose. Um, if I could, I don't know, hold on to that moment and use that, that fire and that excitement and I don't know, whatever else, um, in all my games going forward, it would be very, very great because I, I, I can't compare that feeling to anything in the world. Yeah, Pumalelo Mbanda, great to have her on. And she's also been a guest on our subsequent Tuesday night uh, Radio Media Lockdown sports quizzes. And and I think that she took the experience that she had from taking part in the uh, Hockey the Podcast one-question quiz into that. And that was something that was also born out of nothing. Uh, I think, did we even have it in that first episode, Ty? Uh, yeah, because you... <laughs> 
You were brilliant. Uh, and this is where you, you downplay yourself. We actually started recording the first episode. And, and to be honest, Lloyd was actually not the first one we recorded. He was actually the second. Uh, yes. Robin Johnson was actually recorded first because she was available earlier and we recorded them on the same day. <laughs> but um, I just remember going through it and thinking, how are we going to wrap this up? How are we going to wrap this up? And you, with, we haven't even spoken about it. You're like, right, Robin, we're going into the famous one question <laughs> quiz. And I was like, where did that, that is brilliant. And of course, that has been a really cool addition where uh, people have um, been asked some fantastic questions over, over the period. I mean, asking what is uh, Batman and Robin, what is Robin's real name uh, to Robin from Ginkle. I mean, asking Robin Johnson herself, uh, what position her dad's football team were in the league. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, and there's, there's no question. Uh, we, we absolutely love sports trivia, and, and we've carried that over to the Tuesday night quizzes. But yeah, it was a really, really fun addition, and, and it really has carried itself, so it's been really cool. And I mean, I'll play one a little later. M my personal favorite was Justin Reed Ross's response when I asked him about uh, Ross, uh, all the Friends uh, characters' names. And not only did he give me their first names, but their surnames, and I think he went even into deeper detail because he, he's such a giant fan of the show. But uh, uh, one person who had to take on the, the one-question quiz twice was a, a guy named Gareth Ewing. Yeah, and, and what a great story Gareth has. Uh, and we're going to hear it a little bit. I mean, he'd been serving for South African hockey on the national committees, uh, national teams since 2004. And, uh, you know, he got announced as the national coach replacing Mark Hopkins, got to lead us to the FIH uh, World League Finals or whatever we call the Hockey Series Finals now. And he is the coach taking us to uh, Tokyo 2021 now. Um, and it was, it was a great honor that we were able to chat to him fairly shortly after he was appointed. And then about a year later, almost a year later, uh, we met him for coffee at uh, the Grand Coffee Shop in uh, Rosebank. We look forward to hosting a few more podcasts there when we can go back. But, um, yeah, it was great to hear how humbly he spoke about the opportunity of being made coach. Yeah, and this was the very, very first time that we spoke to him. Episode 11. Yeah, and uh, I think, you know, there was uh, something that you said there about Rhett around years of dedication. Uh, you know, that's that's really been the, the reaction to, to your selection is how many guys are so happy that someone who's been committed to SA Hockey for so long has been given the opportunity. I mean, you first had your international break back, I think if I'm correct, 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, I've been involved for quite a while. I think it is 2004. Um, I, I got I got um, a brief assignment as a video analyst for, for Paul Revington and then later for, for Greg Clark while they were coaching South Africa and South Africa A at the time. And, and I was able to, to, to kind of get my first chance to, to travel with the team and, and spend a bit of time with some really good coaches and players. And yeah, I've been, I've been coaching for a long time. This is, um, I think it's year 25 of, of being an active coach. So I have kind of paid my dues and I think, I think that has actually been part of the positive response is people, People appreciate that, that that I've stuck at it and that I've grown and learned and made plenty of mistakes and and get, and built up experience and, and I think people are reassured by the fact that you can 
commit to something and 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 get uh, get an opportunity, you know, earn an opportunity. So I'm very grateful for the chance, and I'm, I've been very grateful for all the support I've received. Hey, uh, Tyron and Derek, well done on uh, 50 podcasts for uh, Hockey the Podcast. Well done, guys. That's amazing. Uh, really enjoyed listening. Really enjoyed being a part of it. Uh, hope to uh, extend my record of being on more than more than twice now. So uh, all the best and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Well done. Thanks very much, Gareth Ewing. We certainly will have him on for the hat trick soon, ain't I? Yeah, it, it's un- unlikely that anybody else will beat him to the hat trick because we definitely want to chat to him uh, before the team goes to Tokyo. Yeah, and, and I mean, you spoke about the time that we, we chatted to him at the grind. And I mean, it is a grind to, to travel around, especially in Johannesburg. Uh, it was during the uh, middle of the day, and he, and he made sure that he was out there. And, and he stuck around afterwards. I mean, we had a, a long, fat chat. And I think we had. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ray was around as well, and um, C.S. Duplessis, a well-known broadcaster, also a good friend of the show. It, didn't him and Gareth have a, a nice big chat afterwards too? Or Ray did. It was regarding Japan, because of course back then, it looked as if the Olympics were still happening. Ray had just come back, because Ray was over there for the Rugby World Cup. Mm. And uh, yeah, the two of them shot the breeze for about 20 minutes as, as Ray tried to advise Gareth the best way forward in terms of planning for Japan because you're speaking about hiring a house and, and having to set up there. And, and unfortunately, like everyone else, we've subsequently chatted to you regarding um, the Olympics. Um, all those plans were scuppered and, and, and sent up into thin air. Yeah. But fortunately, if, um, if you listen to a guy like Gareth, he's got an optimistic outlook, pragmatic, but optimistic. He, he, he said to me, the first thing he said to me when I asked him, how did he feel about the delay? He just said, uh, no complaints. We've got an extra year to prepare. Um, yeah. And obviously that's that's exactly the hope, is that we'll be able to get back on a field pretty soon. We were building up some nice momentum, a, a good series victory against USA down in Durban, um, a fantastic world-class uh, draw against Germany. I, and I must tell you about that one, Derek. I, I don't know if I have, but I was on commentary for the third test um, at uh, Witz, the game was being streamed live by Shoot, so that's those automated cameras. And unfortunately, because of the setup, their microphone only goes down to just below where the camera is, which in this case was just behind the German bench. <laughs> so I sat behind the German bench as South Africa and Germany drew one all going absolutely crazy. And then <laughs> when, I, when Germany missed a shot, I was like, that's another wasted effort from Germany. The coach turned around and says, will you tell them? Because they're not listening to me. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and so Gareth really was building some fantastic momentum. Um, and then, of course, it got robbed from us uh, because of what's happened. But I think for the good of South African hockey, we've, we've got another year. We need to make sure that uh, as soon as we're allowed to start playing, we try and maximize it in cost-effective ways. Um, and we get our guys who are playing overseas to meet up regularly. We get our guys who are playing locally to meet up regularly. And as soon as we can, we get playing some test matches again. I think also with the new ranking system that changed where every test match counts like rugby, like soccer, it can only be beneficial for South Africa because uh, – the African Cup didn't carry as many points as we'd like. And that could see us start moving back towards the top 10 again. 
So yeah, Gareth has been a great guest and I really do look forward to uh, seeing him come back and complete the hat-trick. Um, and obviously probably probably one of my favorite guests that we've had from the outdoor hockey sphere. Of course, we also had some really great indoor hockey guests as, as you heard on uh, Austin's notes earlier. Um, and, and, you know, we go back to Durban and this was the first time we decided to chat to someone who was not South African. Of course, uh, you yourself were born in their country, and it was a, it was a really entertaining, uh, and, and you're going to hear a little piece of it now, it was a really entertaining chat with Jerrica Cormack and, and Kiana Cormack, um, the, the sisters, Namibian hockey legends who played in Durban, stayed in Durban, um, both in Namibia, back in Namibia now. Um, and you're going to hear the sound of the game in the background while we chatted. And it was just, it was an awesome experience and awesome chats. And of course, Jerry offered us, if you remember the tidbit that she was going to give us, Jerry's jams. Yes. Um, a bit of a, 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 did you know it every episode? And that, that lasted about as long as, uh, as the interview. The, solidar- <laughs> the solidarity fund. No, too soon, too soon. Um, just kidding. Psych, if you're anyone listening to this that wants to kill me now. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it would be a good place to go. Uh, next is to Jerica and Kiana. Question Namibian related for you. Your mother, Shane, yes. played in the 2007 Indoor Hockey World Cup. Mm, that is incorrect. 2011 Hockey World Cup. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes. Who's asking the question? Looks so serious. serious. Uh, <laughs> but your mother also scored a goal, one goal in that World Cup. And she does, she, she no, actually, we, we know. Let me just tell you about this. Before the World Cup, she goes, she signs Hey. Hey. Maybe she's going to listen to this later. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Because we have competitions because obviously it's We're like very who's the better one between like, me and my mom. Yeah. Hey? So she goes, I scored a goal at the World Cup. Let's see if you can beat that. <laughs> Guess what I, she did. <laughs> and I got the award and I looked at her and I was like, just know that goal that I she scored. Um, she loves calling it the family goal because... Um, I what I actually stopped the ball. For, it was a shorty, yeah. and I stopped, and she flicked, and she scored, and like it was like this moment, you know, mother daughter. Do you remember you know, who it was against? It was Argentina. against. This is Argentina. a tie break. She got it. She got it. Against Argentina. You get the hot chocolate. Sorry, I didn't even give you that. <laughs> so they did get the hot chocolate, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed that interview. I mean, I enjoy every single one, and and you mentioned about. The action in the background. We we're over there uh, in Durban at uh, it was Danville High School, hey? That was the name. Yeah, Danville Girls High School, a fantastic host. Really good Probably host. The, what you could say is the home of South African indoor hockey. Yeah, a, a, t- a terrific place, uh, and and they really pulled out all the stops and hosting us. And, and thank you. But yeah, you could hear the fun that that everyone was having. And I mean, we set up shop there. So apart from the broadcast that we're doing. Um, we said, okay, cool, we'd be doing podcasts uh, throughout the series. And, and you could see the, the, the ladies were almost lining up because they wanted to be a, a part of the action, except Jess O'Connor. Remember her? She, she turned around and she said, nope, everyone wants to chat to Jess. And she walked off. And, and we did. We, we tried our darndest to get her on. And uh, unfortunately, she couldn't quite make it over that time, but we will in the near future. But, yeah, the, the two Namibian sisters, um, Jessica and uh, Jerrica and Kiana, 
were absolutely brilliant. And, and, and it really summed up the atmosphere, Tyron, uh, that week. Uh, I, I think that encapsulated exactly what that entire week was about. 100%. It was, uh, it was just a great week. I mean, it was Botswana's first foray into indoor hockey. And, yeah, I mean, they, they took some heavy defeats. But, I mean, uh, South African coaches went and helped with them to go and help the team and help them learn. Zimbabwe, I mean, do you remember that come from behind? Yeah. Uh, victory against the emerging South Africa. Yeah. Sensational game. I mean, what was it? I think they were 3-1 down with three minutes remaining and they won the yeah. game 4-3. That's exactly. Who was, who was the superstar from Zimbabwe? Michelle Williams. There we go, Michelle Williams. Gee, she was great. I mean, Michelle Williams was sensational. Uh, you know, playing for their team, playing such amazing supporters there, going out for dinners afterwards with everybody. I mean, we still went to uh, old Durban Country Club, the Beachwood one, for a, a farewell function and Marissa Langeni had come down and... It was just it was just a week of so much joy, and what I also enjoyed about that was the return of an emerging South Africa. I'm a very very big fan of a concept of South Africa, a or emerging South Africa across all sports. Mm. Um, you know, in cricket here, we've kind of lost the plot a bit because South Africa a often becomes just whoever's available. An invitational side. With one yeah, or two big names where the rest are exactly that. It, it's more of a development team than anything else. No, for sure. And and the, the idea with this emerging side was you couldn't be older than 24 because, you know, if it's emerging, you must be someone that has potential. And we've seen, subsequent to that, Kayla Duvall. Uh, we've seen um, uh, Alex Kavanagh get back into the squad. We've also seen uh, Jess Larden back in the squad and almost undroppable now. So, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it's, at some point we're going to be speaking to players who are saying that's where they got their break. I mean, AJ Spearings have got to, to coach that team. Yeah. Uh, he was a later guest of ours. And it's just so healthy. It, it's why I love that the South African A side will play against the British and Irish Lions in rugby. It's good for the game. Give players international experience for a non-cap team so that when they get to a cap team you've already taken that shine off and well done to Lenny Boerter, Robin Morgan and everyone involved in SA Hockey for that decision. Uh, I'm just reading the, the, the blurb that we released along with episode 15, the Cormax Uncovered and there it is. The Jerry Jam fact of the day is also revealed which will now be a permanent feature on the Hockey 24-7 podcast. And I reckon that's the exact same blurb that featured with the Solidarity Fund, Ty. <laughs> the Solidarity Fund will be a permanent picture uh, in South Africa uh, for the near future, uh, of course. So pretty much had the exact same uh, time frame in terms of existing. Um, so apologies to <laughs> Jerica and Kiana for not continuing. But hey, I mean, there's still plenty of time. We've got another 50 episodes to go before I reach our century. And uh, yeah, they can certainly jump on board for that. Now, you mentioned... Um, you were speaking about Gareth Ewing earlier and you spoke about uh, when you were commentating uh, during the German game and how you're going crazy and, and you're situated yeah. amongst Germans. And um, I mean, we're jumping back and forth, but that's the nature of, of this show because we are just bringing back memories uh, along the way. And, and talking about going crazy, um, you, we have to talk about that goal from one Nick Spooner. 
Yeah, I mean, just set the scene again. Now, anybody who who knows South African hockey knows that there is challenges between South African hockey players and the South African Sports Committee and Olympic Confederation or whatever their name is. Um, we also know that uh, it's not Graham Joffa's best friend, uh, good old good old Saskok, but. In 2016, the men and women qualified for the Olympic Games in Rio, and they were told, we don't respect the African competition enough. You need to go and qualify again. And the qualification criteria that was set for them in 2016 was frankly ridiculous. And so both teams missed out, and and Saskok didn't send them because they felt they only wanted to spend money, which is ironic because the IOC pays all costs for people when they're there but on people who could medal. Now, that's against the Olympic Charter anyway, but we move on. We fast forward to 2020, and the teams are told once again, African Cup is not good enough alone. You need to also make the final of an FIH Hockey Series final. So South Africa go to India, and we play our opening game of the tournament, and we lose. We then play a second game of the tournament and we are beaten and we are hanging on by a thread. We then win our third game very comfortably to put us into the qualifiers. In the qualifiers, we, we play a game and we win and it puts us up against USA in the semifinal. Now, we had played USA in the group stage and lost. We're now playing them in the semifinal. We have to win this game for our African Cup win. To count. So, I mean, that now just go through this in the player's mind. The Americans, it's just a hockey game. It doesn't affect the Olympic qualification. I mean, it affects their tournament qualification, but it doesn't affect the Olympic qualification. For the South Africans, with a young team in their first tournaments under a new coach, they have to win this game. And the worst possible thing happens, we go 1-0 down. And you just feel like it's one of those days. But it wasn't because with about 15 minutes left, uh, Ozzy went and fired in a, a, a penalty corner, brought it back to one all, and the game was actually headed straight for shootouts. We actually saw uh, the cameras panned across to Sia uh, Nolichungu, who was busy doing his warm-up for the uh, shootouts that were about to ensue. I mean, imagine that pressure. You didn't play the game, but you got to come on. And then something special happened, and we actually spoke about that special moment in episode 26 with Nick Spooner. Did you find the, the voice note going back to that game against the States, uh, the must-win match to go through to the final, hey? it was to, to play yeah. India. And uh, this was the voice note I immediately got uh, from Tyron uh, mere seconds after you found the back of the net. Come on! Yes, man! <laughs> <laughs> we got to hear it again. Come on, here we go. I was a bit happy. <laughs> yeah, you were. And rightly so. I, I, funny enough, I actually watched that at Supersport. And um, I was broadcasting that. I wasn't broadcasting the game, but uh, we were following it. And it's amazing how, and I wouldn't really say that there are many, many followers of hockey over in the building or in South Africa in general. I think 
Um, 99% of the time you hear people screaming across the, the, the offices. It's usually for, for either rugby or football. And there were screams as soon as he found the back of the net. It wasn't just Tyron, who I could hear from uh, 20 k's away. It was guys next door. And, and they came running through and they said, did you, did you see? Did you see? And I asked them a bit of background. They had no idea what happened. They just knew South Africa were playing hockey and you found the back of the net. And they looked at the, the score all uh, well, the time and they realized that it was a good thing. I mean, everybody loves a last-minute winner. It doesn't mm. matter the sport. It's, it's special. And for, for the hockey community, it was such a big goal because of just what it meant. And after the disappointment of 2016, this, this gave us hope um, that 2020, we could go to the Olympics again. And, you know, that's so important for ranking and, and opportunity and most importantly, just for the development of the, the game and for the future, the future stars. They want something to play for. Nick, what was it like straight afterwards? Uh, we're going back to that goal. Sorry, I know we deviated quite a bit. But, um, I mean, that's stuff that you, you kind of script in movies and people live for that moment. And uh, very, very, very few people get to experience it. I mean, afterwards, was it uh, being lifted on the shoulders of teammates kind of stuff or was it pretty subdued? No, um, it was actually, I mean, at, at the time, straight after the game, everybody, there was not really much was spoken, not, not a lot was spoken in the change room. Everyone was a little sort of taken aback of exactly just at what happened. Um, I think everyone was pretty much set. I mean, you saw Sia warming up on the side. Everyone was pretty much set to go into shootouts. Um, and like I said, I, I obviously just didn't want to take a shootout that I'd had enough. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, the team at that stage, because of how we had got to the semi-final, it wasn't the easiest road we had. We had a, diff a very different road to, or path to get there. And everything actually just sort of fitted perfectly into place for us that we got to play USA again. Um, I mean, I, I, we sat afterwards having a, having a beer in the evening and everyone was just saying, like, do, do you actually realize that we we've now got the best chance or best opportunity we have to qualify for the Olympics. And I mean, the final at the end of the day didn't really matter playing India in India in the final. That wasn't, we had already achieved our goal. Yeah, man, <laughs> that, that was the, the, the Hockey the Podcast with Tyron and Derek with a, a little cameo from <laughs> Nick Spooner. I was wondering uh, uh, if we're ever going to let him talk. <laughs> uh, we, we, we have done that a few times. I mean, <laughs> I think was it, uh, it may have been John Wright, it may have been Pity Kutsia, where, where we basically spoke for five or six minutes just to introduce them. And then we were like, oh, crap, we actually have a guest. <laughs> because I guess, you know, also that's the other thing. We are talking about hockey, but we're talking about sports. And, you know, as I said, for, for both of us, sports is happiness. Um, and, and it's just something great to talk about. Uh, yeah, and look, you know, my... my uh, my son is sleeping not far away from here, the, the nine-month-old one. But for the listeners, I will try and reenact that voice note just one more time. <clears throat> yes, man! Come on! <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Well done. That was pitch perfect, should I say. My cat's going to block some me. <laughs> Uh, you, you speak about intros and, and long intros that we've had, and, and I know you mentioned a name, but um, the, uh, without a doubt, the longest intro that we had was for one PD Kutsia. Um, I mean, we've had legends on the show, but I don't think they come bigger than PD Kutsia. Uh, PD Kutsia Turner, do they, Ty? No, no. Um, as I said in the intro, um, and, and you can go back and listen to it on episode 40. 
she is somebody that left me starstruck when I first met her. I mean, you don't need to know about hockey to know about Pini Kutsia. Um And she's now living in America with her, her wife, Roxy, and, and their kids, their two kids, um, coaching at the University of Massachusetts. And you know that she's doing a wonderful job there because she doesn't do anything other than great jobs, including when she broke the record for uh, the top international goal scorer. So that particular day, you know, there was a, a period where I went over 200 goals. Um, I was well on my way to the record, which was 221. And then came this drought that was unexplainable. Like I couldn't tell you what happened, but it, it was at least six games or something that I never scored a goal in. And I got a bit stressed about it because it's, it's out of character. I was wondering what the heck was going on and what else I needed to do. Um, and I was trying to tell my teammates, please, I will buy you coffee if you set me up properly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that didn't even work. So anyway, at, at some stage, that drought also ended, and we got to this tournament uh, in Ireland where uh, the, you know, the tally became really close to the world record, and I think it was a matter of time, really, for it to happen. We didn't know exactly when, but uh, uh, evidently the team was ready uh, for this occasion with those T-shirts and stuff. And, and we played the United States uh, in this particular game and I needed uh, one goal to equal it and then, of course, the second goal to break it. And then, I don't know, it was just really an amazing goal. There was the third goal uh, to go over it. So it was a very, very cool game. And what was also nice about that goal, that particular game is that I scored a field goal. I scored a, a um, you know penalty corner goal, and um, so it was like everything was just put into one game for me. It was really really nice. Yeah, man, jeez, uh, it, it is amazing looking back. And and I know I speak about uh, our Tuesday night uh, lockdown sports quizzes, and there's a running joke amongst all competitors because Tyron is the master when it comes to two categories in terms of questions. One is darts, and the other one, of course, being hockey. And all the competitors always know that there's going to be a hockey question. And to their credit, they have certainly learned uh, a lot more about the sport along the way because they've realized that, first, it's, it's a great sport, and secondly, Tyron's always going to ask a hockey question. Um, but always, if you don't know the answer, always shout out, Pity could see her. Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, look, Pity is a legend. She had so much time for us, and... And I mean, I remember, I think we got to an hour and we, we had to cut it off because uh, you know, it was midday there. Her kid, uh, Scotty, was getting a little bit uh, irritated with her. So we said, cool, cool, cut it off. But we could have spoken for three or four hours. Um, we barely touched on some of the topics that we could have. Um, and uh, it was just, it was really, really cool. And, and just how humbling she is. I mean, Pity could see is up there with A.B. de Villiers. She's up there with Jacques Callas. She's up there with... Uh, you know, John Smith, Victor Matfield, uh, as the best in her sport ever. Didn't she did, chatted to us like we were just her mates? Yeah, she she really did. Didn't you go away to sport a golf weekend? Uh, and, and she yeah. was there, and she ended up uh, beating someone in a down down. <laughs> yeah, so so it was the Jag Invitational, yeah. and, and and I was. Uh, Invited to come and write about it, and it was, it was an amazing experience. And it's really cool because uh, you and I are getting to work with Jag with the, the sports quizzes now, which is, is really, really exciting. 
Um, so, so to come full circle and, and the way the Jag Invitational worked was you had three golfers and then your fourth was a sporting celebrity. And so she was there and then one of the other media people follow the bounce or Ben Kopinski, as most people know, had laid out a challenge on social media to the sports stars that were attending and said, listen, I will take you on in a down-down and I will win. Um, and, you know, it, it wasn't a good night for Ben because he, he lost to uh, Mark Boucher. I mean, he obviously lost to Mark Williams because, like, he basically breathed in the beer. Um, but then he was like, I'm going to take you on, PD. And he took on PD Kutsia and uh, she showed what hockey people have been showing for years, and that's that uh, you can't take us on in a down-down. <laughs> oh, man, it, it was so good to have her on. And and I, I was like a, a cat in a hot tin roof ahead of the interview because, again, um, going into Hockey the Podcast from the very beginning, not knowing too much of the sport, but as you said, Ty, you don't need to know a thing about hockey, but you will know who Pity Kutsia Turner is. And that exactly was the case for me. And and I, I think from the very beginning, I was saying to you, when are we going to interview her? When are we going to interview her? And you said, just just hold on. Uh, I'll make it happen. But it's, it's not that easy. You can't just phone up uh, legends of the game and say, uh, we want you uh, on the call right now, especially on, when they're on the other side of the world. Um, but she was incredibly accommodating and, and we can't wait to, to have her back. And, and hopefully... Um, yeah, hopefully we, 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 we can do an interview in person. And that's another thing that, that's funny because you, you spoke about how um, Robin uh, Johnson was actually our very, very first guest that we, we ever interviewed, but she was in episode one. And the, the reason being is, is back then, okay, granted this was pre-COVID days, but I mean, we were doing up to five interviews a night. I mean, looking back, it is madness. And, and looking at the duration of interviews... You're looking at 45 minutes to an hour on average. And, I mean, I don't know what we're thinking. In those poor guests <laughs> yeah. that were dealing with us uh, in the, the fifth interview, I mean, we're, yeah. okay, cool, we'll chat to you at around 9, or nine o'clock at night. I mean, for half past 10, we're giving him a ring. And, I mean, we have just been speaking for four hours nonstop, and now we've got to get to another interview. And it was cool, but it was damn tiring. <laughs> no, look, look, in in hindsight, uh, <laughs> you and I fell fell <laughs> fell victims to the trap that many corporates fell victims to, thinking you can't do these things uh, from home. <laughs> and, and obviously, it was difficult finding a time. We, we weren't available every week. I mean, I work a full time job during the day. You often have some night shifts at uh, Super Sports along the way. And uh, in between that, we've got all our other commitments and both of us are, are fathers to young kids. So, um, yeah, we were like, let's, let's do it once a month and let's do four or five guests so we got content for the full month. <laughs> like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I still remember forming that first WhatsApp group and we we're like, okay, guys, we do the first person at 6, then 6.45, yeah. 7.30, 8.15 and 9. And... Uh, Somebody took the nine o'clock and then I think we eventually did the nine o'clock person at half past 10. And yeah. I think I left your house after midnight. Yeah, easily. Um, and we did that, I think, three three times. And then we were like, okay, no. What we got to do is try and do more people in person. Yeah. No, that wasn't so easy. And, and so what you'll see is the regularity in the first year wasn't as good. But what happened with lockdown was uh, we just got onto our uh, onto our wagon and we started rolling this out. And, and what's been great 
is now we've got a dedicated day. Tuesday is Hockey the Podcast Day from Radio Media. Uh, all our Radio Media channels are ready to share it with you. And in fact, you don't even need to get it on social media. As long as you subscribe, you're going to get it every Tuesday on on the dial, 10 o'clock in the morning. By lunchtime, you can sit and eat your peanut butter and jelly, your ham and cheese, or and I don't know why I call it peanut butter and jelly. That was really weird. <laughs> I have never called it that before. Oh, that just happened. Or, or you can have, or you can have some Nando's, like we used to do. Remember, you used to always oh, rock up, yeah. and then, and we're sitting here starving at around half past nine at night, um, <laughs> halfway through our third interview of five, and we think, oh, geez, we need food, and then you'd order us a bunch of Nando's. We'd come, and we'd only, we'd have like five minutes to to enjoy it before we get into the interview again. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I digress. I mean, yeah, Tuesday is a dedicated day now. It certainly has been a, 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 a revelation for, for Hockey the Podcast because people love consistency. And I mean, we've always known that. And uh, we've got uh, quite a few uh, products under the, the Raider Media umbrella. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some of them aren't too consistent in terms of days. But uh, Hockey the Podcast, you know, if it's a Tuesday, you're going to get your latest fix of Hockey the Podcast, uh, including this one, which uh, we hope you are enjoying. It, it's been thrilling, really. I, I've loved this episode, being able to go back down memory lane. And, and apologies for, for the guests that we haven't managed to play. We're going to play a couple of more, though. But, um, I mean, you can't fit everyone in. Uh, you mentioned uh, over 60 guests. So, uh, but that just means that they'll have to come back again and ensure that we get to play them when we're celebrating our 100, Ty. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but the, the great thing is, and this is what I love about podcasting, is every one of those interviews is available on every podcast platform. We're on Stitcher, we're on Overtunes, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on TuneIn. Uh, you know, so we've made it as available as anywhere. And of course, you can also go to the hosting site, Iona FM, and listen to it. And, and all of them are there. And of course, uh, what you might not know is this is Hockey the Podcast's 50th episode. This is my 50th episode, but it's only your 45th, Derek. So uh, in five episodes' time, we'll have to uh, <laughs> celebrate again so we can play a bunch of the others. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I've still got uh, five more to go, unfortunately, Dan. That that put a bit of a, a dampener uh, in my spirits. I won't lie, I'm kidding. Um, now, <laughs> now, speaking of legends, well, but, but, yeah? <laughs> but before you do, I mean, it was, it, it's a fairly good reason. Yeah, uh, for 100%. those of you who are on motorsport fans, it was during the indoor hockey RPT, and I was down in Durban, and Derek was busy racing around Saudi Arabia with Fernando Alonso. Yeah, um, I'll so take he it. Said, no, listen, you, you you need to take this time to record podcast, Tyrant. Um, so if you think the intros ran a little bit longer there, it's because. I didn't have our beautiful roadcaster with me, so I was using the the handhelds, um, and I just inserted music later. So, um, Speak, yeah, no, speaking was, of that, that 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 music, I mean, uh, uh, that also stood the test of time, and it has become synonymous with hockey, the podcast, and, and we use it in a couple of other products, but just because to throw forward or, or, or remind people about hockey, the podcast, and and it's become such a lack of tune, and, and again, so, so accidental. Uh, found this song. Um, kudos to to the developer. It's called Duda Duda Do, I think. And and yeah, it, it, when when you hear that music at the beginning, um, it just puts you in a, in a whole new mood. I mean, Derek, the, I, I think it has to be done. I think you need to play it.
can actually hear your intro kicking in my head already. <laughs> No, I mean, I absolutely love it. So, uh, yeah, let, let's just uh, look back at a, at a few more guests. I mean, we spoke about Pity, Pity Kutsia being a legend. And, and from one to, to another, and you talk about Olympics um, and someone who is extremely experienced when it comes to uh, the biggest sporting event on earth is, is a guy I knew, who I knew very well, but outside of hockey, in John Wright, Ty. Yeah, I, I mean, John, obviously, he features in the new Hockey the Magazine um, edition one and and simply being i've got the article that i wrote called john wright south africa's greatest olympian because not only has he been to five olympic games he's umpired two olympic game finals and was a reserve umpire in a third and of course you already knew him and had a relationship because he was the president of the titans uh, in cricket, yes, in cricket for, for five years. So he is a wonderful sports official, but he is also a wonderful sports administrator. Um, and, and obviously, he is, in my opinion, South Africa's greatest Olympian. And, and I want to stick with Olympics because uh, you have been to the Olympics a few times. In 2008, or sorry, all the way back in 2000, you had your first Olympic appearance in, in Sydney. In 2004, you went to Greece. In 2008, you were the reserve umpire in the final, in the gold medal match. Um, so knowing that, how, how great was it to, in 2016, be given the gold medal match? Uh, look, it's a, firstly, it's a massive honor. Um, and, and secondly, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fantastic achievement, I suppose, if, if, if I have to look back. Yeah, so, so my philosophy really with regards to umpiring was you've been appointed to a tournament for a specific reason. You've got to get out there and umpire to the best of your ability, no matter what games you end up getting. And I think if you go with that kind of approach and uh, you're well enough prepared, uh, you know, whatever comes your way comes your way and, and get out on the field and, and do it. So being able to umpire in, in Rio, the final, I did the final in, in Athens as well, um, yeah, it was a fantastic opportunity for me, a fantastic achievement, I suppose, and and one that I'm very grateful for. Not many guys get the opportunity to umpire at those tournaments, let alone um, at the umpire the final. Happy 50th Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for giving us such a cool platform to share our stories on, as well as a place where we can draw um, motivation and inspiration from other players. Can't wait for the next 50. Thank you very much, Jess Lardent. And, and prior to her, we did have John Wright. And I'm sure she would have taken inspiration and motivation from John herself, Ty. Well, if you don't, there's probably something wrong with you, to, <laughs> to be true. I mean, he, he speaks well. He cares about the development of the game. And listen, if as far as it goes, from an umpiring point of view, he's achieved it. And I think it was also important. The reason why I wanted John Wright included is because on this journey, we have spoken to players. We've spoken to former players. We've spoken to coaches. We've spoken to guys like Jack Tonneson, who is a businessman. Yes, a former player, but a businessman in the world of hockey. We've spoken to umpires. And, and of course, our friends uh, from FH Umpires uh, doing a fantastic job for uh, hockey umpires around the world have also helped us quite a lot with sharing it. And, and actually... That is our most listened to interview of all 50. Wow. That says a hell of a lot because we've had some very, very popular shows along the way. 
yeah, and it just shows you just how big a profile uh, John Wright is. Obviously, the likes of Pity Kutsia is right up there. Marsha Cox, I mean, we had a wonderful interview with her back in the early days. And yeah, it's, I mean, the caliber of guests, I know you often say at the end of the, the episodes, what a great guest we've got. But the fact is, the caliber of guests is great because there's just that many great stories to tell. Yeah. I sound like a broken record and, and uh, you know, I hate falling into, uh, you've got, you call it a crutch, uh, a word or a term that you always use if, if you're in broadcasting. And of course I've got many, but one of them, it sounds like a crutch when I say, wow, what a legend, what a great person immediately afterwards. But it's completely true because they really are. And, and y- you must remember that for me, for most of the time, I'm listening and interacting with these people for the very first time. And I'm, almost experiencing it as a listener would experience it for the first time. Um, you, on the other hand, uh, have spent a lot of time with most of our guests outside of, of Hockey the Podcast. And, and for me, it is just thrilling to, to discover and explore the minds of these athletes, these administrators, uh, these hockey lovers. And, you know, one of the, my, my favorite, um, and yeah, I, I, I don't have, any regrets saying that um, over the course of the 50? Well, well, I've actually got two. Um, Cindy Hack was one of them, and she was one of our very early interviews. So what episode was she? Ty, can you remember? About episode five, and probably recorded on that first night as well. Yeah, I think she was, actually. You're right. It was not that first night. So so Cindy Hack is, is one of my favorites because um, her, her father's Lenny Buerta. I got to meet him as well. I got to meet the family. And, and this was spent on in Durban. She's the captain of uh, the Spa Women's Indoor Hockey side. And what a phenomenal player. And, and that series that we're down, um, she, she was player of the series. As one of the, the many, many player of the series awards she's collected over the years. And, and a great person. So I've got to know her on a, a very personal level, which has been really cool. And then the other person, and, and this was my favorite interview purely because it was such an enjoyable interview. And... Also, I've got to know him since then on a, on a, on, on a personal level too. And Justin Reed Ross, uh, another legend of the game, but a, a legendary person too, Ty. Yeah, look, and, and how great has he been for, um, for us at Hockey the Podcast, for us at Raider Media. I mean, he's featured in the Lockdown Sports Quiz. He's featured in the Lockdown Sports Quiz live, teaming up with uh, Chris Morris uh, and, and providing some great entertainment. I mean, the two logged on with uh, pictures of each other as their backgrounds. I mean, you don't get better <laughs> than that. Um, and and just it was it was a sensational interview. It was our longest interview uh, that we have released. We we did actually even consider cutting it in two uh, because we just kept chatting. And and I mean, what what everybody doesn't know is it was about an hour and twenty minutes. And we still spoke for another hour after we stopped Did recording. It always reminds me of when I when I think about the the episode forty three, the rise of Reed Ross. It, it reminds me of Kill Bill because remember Kill Bill? They had volumes one and two, and mm-hmm. and Quentin Tarantino directed it. And geez, I actually shouldn't mention the producer's name or um, the the company's name now because they they're bastards. But um. When, when Tarantino made his first cut for Kill Bill, the thing was like four hours long. And the studio had a look at this and they said, it's too good to cut. So we want the entire thing. And that's why it became volumes one and two. Thankfully, 
we didn't give a damn. We said, we'll put the whole thing in. We don't need to cut it because um, one hour, 20 minute is long, but uh, it's worth every single second. And that's exactly what we did. But uh, yeah, it was a, a, a thoroughly entertaining interview. And it ended with um, a lesson for you and I, Ty, which is almost unheard of. Um, you and I know our sports back to front, uh, some more than others. But uh, there's an interesting sport that we had never heard of. And uh, Justin Reed Ross actually gave us an education into the Indian sport of Kabaddi. And we already started feeling it a little bit in the, in the final year when they had the Pro Kabaddi League uh, running at the same time, um, which was getting primetime TV coverage. And all we ever saw on TV in the evenings was reruns of Kabaddi. Uh, Jabu, I don't know if you know anything about your Kabaddi, but you can maybe explain it to the, to the listeners. I don't. I, I was about to ask you, what the heck is Kabaddi? Kabaddi, I, I'm probably going to do a terrible job of explaining it, but it's basically like, like, it's basically a game of tag, like between two teams. That is, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, but it's professional, and these guys wear basically just their underwear. No. Um, a body. Kabaddi, yeah, with a K. Uh, and <laughs> what Wikipedia it's, it's says, fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. It's a contact team sport played between two teams of seven players, and the objective of a player is for a single player on offense to run into the opposing team's half of a court, tag out as many of the defenders as possible, and return to your own half of the court. I am definitely going to go find this on YouTube now. Yeah, I'm going to do. Please go do yourself a favor I'm and, go watch and, now. and Google. The Pro Kabaddi League. I can't actually. I think that that's what it was called in India. Um, I'm pretty sure there's international uh, versions of Kabaddi as well. Um, and it is, it is, it is worth a watch. Um, but but in India at the time, that 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 started getting a lot more airtime than than hockey in the league in the, in the final year. So I think the writing that, was on the wall at that stage. That is a question in the quiz next week. Yeah. <laughs> name the sport. I'm going to show a photo. And, and, and Justin is going to be playing, so he's going to have a, a bit of a, an advantage. Yeah, I'm in. Hey, Ty and Derek, guys. Massive congratulations on reaching the 50-milestone mark uh, for Hockey the Podcast. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the first 50 episodes, and it's been uh, pretty special to be able to take part as well uh, in my own episode. Uh, thanks for including me. Um, yeah, I think uh, for me, one of the highlights was uh, discussing the incredible Indian sport of Kabaddi uh, during our, our podcast recording. Um, yeah, I look back on that uh, with, with some fond memories and, and, of course, being challenged on my friend's knowledge, um, which was uh, which was good fun. Guys, best of luck. Hope the next 50 are even better. And, uh, yeah, here's to uh, hopefully, hopefully popping on again uh, in the future. Yeah, it's been a privilege having you on board, Justin Reed Ross. And, and you know, it, it's almost sad in a way that we reduced his one-hour, 20-minute interview into a little blurb about Kabaddi uh, because he revealed so many highlights, so many interesting things. Uh, it, it was a fantastic, fantastic interview. But again, we can't fit uh, an hour and 20 into an hour and 20 show and we've also got to feature a whole bunch of others but i'm glad he acknowledged it as well as as being uh, one of his highlights of the interview but uh yeah what, what a great guy ty yeah look i'm actually sitting here outside uh not outside in my my patio and i've got a an amsterdam um shirt hanging up here it's from the club that he plays for or played for of course he has now signed for hurley 
Um, so Amsterdam, one of the top clubs here, starting for Hurley in Amsterdam, and will be playing another season in the Hoofdeklasse. For those who don't know, kind of like the the Premier League of hockey in Europe, it is is the biggest. And um, you know, no disrespect to the German league. Uh, and and he will be in that league again. And so we wish him well, and and we look forward to chatting to him again over the next. Uh, the next 50 episodes as, as we find out more about the next sport I've never heard about before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin Reed Ross, a massive friend of the show, as have been all our guests along the way. And that does wrap up episode 50 of Hockey the Podcast. But I think before we hammer in the final nail of this one, it would be remiss of us not to finish things off with a one-question quiz, Ty. And we don't have any guests but ourselves. So... I'll start off. How about it? Go for it. Okay. So, for regular listeners of the show, which I'm sure is pretty much everyone that is listening to this specific episode, uh, they'd be very afraid with the fact that the questions usually deal with someone's name or pretty much everything, anything else, but, but I usually focus on the name. So, I'm going to go with this. Tyron Jabu Barnard. I want to know how many runs did Tyron Henderson concede in his one and only T20 international for South Africa. So he bowled uh, he bowled 24 balls against India and the match was in Johannesburg in 2006. How many runs did he concede? Uh, who did you say he played against? India and I will give you one either side leeway, one run either side. So, so he played, and you said it was with 2000 and something. 2006. Okay, uh, so that's right the at the start. So that's right at the start of T20. So what's an average score there? About 140. So seven and over. So say 28. Wow, he went 7.75, and it was 24. Uh, Close. But in. Not no, not bad. bad. Shame. And he only had, in his one innings, uh, he got a duck. Face two ball. Uh, so, yeah, and he, didn't, and he didn't take a wicket either, unfortunately. So, it wasn't uh, the greatest of debuts and, unfortunately, <laughs> never got to redeem himself and, again. But a lack but that of guy. That, that is a great question. I'm going to ask on Tuesday night, <laughs> all the South Africans to have played one T20. Oh, yeah. yes. That's a great idea. Oh, that's a good one. All right, Derek, I have a question for you. Yeah. Adinda Alberts played 24 indoor hockey caps for which country? Adinda Alberts. Mm. 24 caps. She played 24 indoor hockey caps for which country? So I had, from what I understand in terms of my heritage... Um, my great, 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 great grandfather came to South Africa from Germany and it used to be Alberts with a Z and he changed it to an S. Um, so I'm going to go along those lines, uh, but Adinda doesn't sound very German. So if we move further north up to Austria, that could be a possibility, but uh, uh, could we even go to the Netherlands or Belgium? Um, no, I'll go with Germany. Okay, so Adinda Alberts is her married name. 
<laughs> Her maiden name was Buren. <laughs> and you actually did mention her country. Oh, no. So it was Belgium. Netherlands. Oh, Netherlands. man. Oh, jeez. So, so we both got stumped by our one question quiz. Yeah. Derek, before we wrap up, though, we, you know, we, we said it's been a fantastic journey. It's been fantastic. Um, friends that we've encountered over there at the time and it would be remiss of us not to just acknowledge the three friends who have put up something for our listeners so to tk hockey you've given us a 700 rand voucher and there's some amazing stuff on their store for 700 rand uh to malik hockey and of course uh, the man behind that is peter Wright has been a guest tk was rusty peterson has been a guest Malikaki have given us three little hampers to give away to someone and two of their friends. So, you know, go check out the Raider Instagram pages because you could win for yourself and two friends. That would make you write up the Christmas wish list, you know. You become the chances of getting a, a, invited as a date somewhere, you know, if there's a, someone you fancy. I mean, get in there, get in on that action. And then, of course, uh, to Jack Tonneson and Princess Hockey have given us a stick a austin smith signature stick and of course the sg sweater it is fantastic all three of these are still up for grabs you can still enter today tomorrow and thursday um on raider media's instagram page 50 episodes five days of prizes has been great we really have uh, have uh, had a, a super journey and it's thanks to you the listeners that uh, are listening to these stories that gives us the ability to keep telling the stories. Uh, Derek, I wanted to ask you one more question. Yeah. Uh, firstly, thanks, thanks very much to the sponsors. Yeah. I mean, those prizes are phenomenal and, and they've been with us along the way too. It's not the first time that we're giving away prizes. Certainly, these are the best that we've managed to give away and, and it certainly won't be the last time. So, so a massive thank you to them. They're, they are magnificent and, and I didn't even play hockey, but I, I want them all. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, we know that Sam, has, uh, Sam, who runs our radar media, social media, is uh, entering the competition herself, but uh, we've told her she's not allowed to. But uh, yeah, go hmm. in there, enter, and I mean, the worst, the worst thing we can tell you is that you didn't win. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, enter. Sorry, no, Ty, you, did, you didn't win, Ty. Sorry, man. Nah, no, no. <laughs> but although I am the auditor checking that it's a a fair decision. Derek, uh, last thing from you. Yeah. One highlight. One highlight for you. I know it's a difficult question to ask, but one highlight from the 50. Uh, yeah, it's got to be that Durban trip because that really opened my eyes into a whole new world of, of hockey as a sport. And, and of course, we did a, a couple of shows from there as uh, we played out with um, the sisters from Namibia. So, so that would definitely be my highlight. Um, I mean, putting it down to a single podcast is impossible, but to an experience, it's got to be that week in Durban involving South Africa, emerging South Africa, Zimbabwe, and Botswana. And yours, Ty? Yeah, that, that's clearly, clearly the highlight. Um, actually, there's no competition. That, that is the highlight. It's been fantastic. You did mention earlier that uh, you, had a, you had some podcasts that like stood out uh, in your memory. And, and there was just one other one that I wanted to specifically mention was Bruce Jacobs, the 2008 yeah, yeah. Beijing Olympics captain. I mean, I've known him for a long time working with Pro Series Indoor, but that interview just took my respect for him up to the next level. 
So if you really do, you know, we spoke about being inspired. If you want to be inspired, go and listen to Bruce Jacobs. But you know what? Go and listen to Cara Bortis. Go listen to Anton van Lachenberg. Go listen to Robin Johnson. Go listen to Nicole Walraven. Go listen to Billy and Tuli. Go listen to Steve and Tuli. Go listen to John T. Robinson. Go listen to any of our 62 guests. These have been special people. Their stories give us uh, something to tell. Um, and without them, we wouldn't have their, this amazing podcast and this amazing opportunity. So thank you to all of them. And let's tell some more for the next 50. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better, Ty. Episode 41, incidentally, in conversation with Bruce Jacobs. And, and again, uh, we'd love to have been able to feature every single one on the wrap-up uh, of the first 50, but time obviously meant we, we couldn't. It's simply impossible. Um, but it's a 51-minute long interview, and again, every single second is worth it. So go listen to that one, as well as the other 49. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, wrapping up the first 50, Ty. Here's to the next 50. Let's do it.